What's up, y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Listen Up With Jess Podcast. I'm so excited for you to join me on a new episode of Listen Up With Jess. Yes, guys, I'm back. It is June, and May got real disrespectful and just, (laughs) I mean, it just went. I blinked and it was gone, honestly. And that's how much was going on in my life. And I know in y'all's life, too. So let's be real. Like, why nobody really trying to keep talking in May anyways? It was just too much to talk about. So um, we back here in June. Thank you, Lord. Um, And, yo, like, God has been stretching. Still stretching, yo. Still stretching. And I, I have this tidbit. Please check on your strong friends. Check on your strong friends. I am she, she is me. Check on me sometimes. Like, I be, look, like my my close village knows my daily battles. And I was going through a lot over the last, like, two months or whatever. And um, it was just a lot of personal things. So I'm thankful that God <clears throat> was able to just sustain me because there was a point where it's just like yo like there's just so much going on and I'm trying to figure out like why god why you still got me trying to you know speak and do stuff because I'm tired I'm not gonna lie I'm tired I ain't got no more fight in me and things like that just what everything that has been so heavy in the media right and then for it to be heavy in the media and then to you still have heaviness in your personal life, that is a lot to try to process. And so I'm thankful, yo, I'm thankful that, um, uh, for th- thankful for therapy. That's all I'm going to say on that. I'm thankful for therapy, child. Look, and it was Mental Health Awareness Month. And it was just crazy how, like, I saw my therapist, like, the most I've ever seen her, <laughs> like, a lot because, um, I was just really trying to and and things were being revealed to me about myself that I was just like, oh, I need to, like, figure this thing out. Like, I want to really, you know, you know, dig deep into this. And so um, during those sessions, man, um, a lot was revealed and released and. Um, you know, God is doing some work in me and through me. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for him for just allowing me to get through. Um, and I'm excited because I'm in my new apartment in Georgia. Um, your girl has moved like closer to the city. Not really though. Like I'm in Smyrna. So, but I'm closer because I was far away from everybody. Um, But, yes, I'm excited. New apartment. I love it. It's so cute. Um, I'm actually in (laughs) my podcast studio, y'all. Like, I got a whole studio. Okay, it's a walk-in closet, but whatever. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm in this closet um, doing my podcast. So, yeah, it's nice, though. It's nice. Um, Yeah, so it's been a journey, and it's been a lot going on. So, we are here today and we are going to get into this episode. Um, so the first thing, you know, I want to kind of start off with is the listen up spotlight. So, you know, I have been doing this with um, 
uh, recent episodes, um, just acknowledging and shouting out um, my friends that are in ministry, that are entrepreneurs, um, that are, you know, business owners, that have blogs, YouTube channels. I like putting them on because we are not um we're not competing okay we don't there is no competition we cultivate together we're you know bringing each other up so i am shouting out my good sis reginique ruffin she is the ceo and founder of sister shine incorporated um, this ministry was founded in 2019 and where it is her it's based off of empowering women empowering empowered women empowering girls and so it's a girls ministry from ages like 13 to 18 I think um yes in the greater Atlanta area and she has a whole I mean she has made this into a nonprofit organization sis has done the work okay to make this her own like look this is incorporated here boo okay and I love that for her um she's a social worker she has a heart for God she is so loving and caring um the uh, ministry just deals with uh, mentorship and different programs. And I've uh, collaborated with her with some of her events and they have been awesome. And I'm so excited to see what God is going to continue to do with her. Um, I met her. I met Reginique. <laughs> Funny story. We talk about it. So I met Reginique um, back in 2018 at a Pinky Promise conference in Atlanta. And so, yes, child. Because look, now, Pinky Promise, <laughs> it's crazy. That's a lot of things have been revealed. Let me tell you the year of reveal. God is revealing some things and he's exposing some things in 2020, child, exposing them all. So, yes, um, I would go. I used to go. And I'm just say I used to go in no shade or anything, but I used to go to the Peaky Promise conferences. Um, and if you're not aware of that it's um, the conference that was founded by Heather Lindsay, um, and she is the founder and CEO, and then also Cornelius Lindsay, who is the pastor, senior pastor of the Go. And child, I am not getting into their tea. Y'all can research it yourself. You can. We can have offline discussions, but I shall not get into that because I ain't got nobody's time for nobody's lawyers coming at me talking about nothing, okay? I got my own opinion about it, and I prayed about it, and it is what it is. But I will say that her ministry at the time was good for me in this season that I was in. And I love Christian conferences. I love conferences. So for me, whenever there's like a women's conference or a young adult conference, youth conference or anything, concerts, that's my thing. Like invite Jess because I'm a go. Like I love that thing. So I um, would go to her con conferences um, pretty much annually. I was going like from 2015 up until now. Uh, and, um, yo, I read it, uh, Reginique, we were sitting next to each other and we were in a praise and worship experience and the praise and worship sense is at Pinky Promise is amazing. Like if you haven't been like, I mean, you, you kind of missing that you didn't miss out. Cause at least you've experienced once, you know what I'm talking about, how man, it's like 23 hundred women in this huge ballroom downtown in Atlanta and um, like at the Hyatt or um, a hotel and it's I mean we're full out praise and worship and I remember 2018 was a really rough and rocky year for me I had a lot of things weighing on me with my family 
Uh, with my personal life, I was in a relationship that really wasn't a relationship, but I was talking to this dude, had no business really talking, didn't know who I was, all this stuff. And I was just, man, I was going through it. And I think the song was Oceans. I remember our encounter, Reginique. I remember sis because that thing was so powerful. Like I didn't even know her. And at that time, like when you were in the praise and worship, um, when we do praise and worship, it is just full blown. Like you come undone, don't wear no makeup, do nothing. Cause you straight crying, you laying out. And I was just having my moment with God and I was just releasing so much and surrendering so much. And, um, my sis, she just started, you know, um, consoling me and rubbing me on my back. Cause I mean, I was bent overwhelming, like, because I had so much going on and I just, I felt that moment of release. And when Oceans is played, like, yo, that's on a different level. Like when you really listen to those song, that song by Hillsong, like it takes you to another dimension of worship. Okay. And I was worshiping and I was releasing and yo, she was just rubbing and, and consoling me and she was crying. I was crying and we started praying for each other. And then like, um, once all the tears and snot was out the way, <laughs> We was like getting to know each other and come to find out we had a mutual friend. Her best friend went to um, college with me and we were in the same uh, graduated with the same class. Uh, so we had so much in common and she just became my sister on site. Ever since then, we have been close and connected and we've been uh, talking to each other. Uh, we connect we you know connect out here when I moved to Atlanta I was so excited because I was going to be able to go we go to church together I shout out to her church she goes to um, all nations of Atlanta that's all nations of Atlanta I do like that yes yeah, so uh, I like that church I go on some Sundays or whatever with her and we just have a great time in the Lord and I love that because she's such a down-to-earth and genuine um, spirit and she has a heart to serve um, the body of Christ and young women and so her ministry um, is going to be available. Um, our information is going to be available in the show notes um, where you can find her on her, on her IG and also her website um, just to learn more about Sister Shine and what she's doing in this community. She's doing great things. So, sis, Reginique, if you're listening, continue to do what God has called you to do. He is doing a good work in you and he is, and you are going to, you're completing that thing. And, um, you know, I'm so thankful that we have connected paths and been able to just do ministry together. Yes. So shout out to you, girl. All right, y'all. So now we're going to get into this episode. Um, I'm be honest. This is I'm, I'm I am going to dig into it a lot. So uh, just be just bear with me. Bear, bear with me. OK, because it's some good stuff that I'm about to say. I'm good stuff, you know. Take a break if you need to, but whatever is this is y'all need to listen up, <laughs> period. All right. So, um, yo, in this time of just so much, uh, it's so much going on. OK, we know it is it's heaviness, yo. like and I think the word is drained like you're drained. You're drained from social media. You're drained from the social injustice you're drained from either just being a minority uh, you're drained from being a Christian but also being angry you're just drained from so many things that we are seeing and consuming and having to you know process uh, right now and um, but God spoke to me 
Um, he spoke to me in the month of May about this self-love um, that he's really longing for us to grab hold of um, and to cultivate for ourselves so that we can be healthier versions and be able to uh, uh, produce this love in a healthy way so that we can be able to give and share that love for others in our moments of just weariness, right? And so um, I thought this was fitting for us to talk about uh, five ways to cultivate self-love, real self-love. And I, I think that I know, not I think, I know that I can talk about this. I see you got to, mm, Jesus, switch up your language and your context and how you're saying things. I know and I am confident that I can talk about this because this is a journey that I am on and within cultivating self-love. And so I'm not on here to tell you um, to make it seem like that I have um, all of the nuts and bolts and all the, the secret formula and all that to getting self-love. And I've reached, you know, my... Um, this whole wholeness of self-love like no this is a so this is a journey and it's an ongoing journey just like our walk with Christ is a daily walk I believe cultivating self-love there's different phases and levels and different seasons um and so we're going to be talking about the seasons of self-love and how um what God has revealed to me and what I've experienced and what I'm experiencing now and that's what I'm going to be talking about all right so um I believe right now, like, this is a perfect time for us to really get into learning who we are. And I remember I talked about this at a, (laughs) it's crazy, I talked about this, um, I think at a single, I did a single live on Facebook Live about singleness in quarantine, okay? And how the quarantine, God has us isolated right now you know, by ourselves. And if you're single and you're not married, but even if you are married, even if you are married, this is an opportunity for you to really do some self-work, right? And for you to learn who you are and to fall in love with yourself again um, so that you can be able to receive love and be able to give back that love to someone else, right? And so um, I was reminded of... um, the scripture of Matthew twenty two thirty nine, where it says, as second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. And I remember when this scripture was broken down to me for real during um, the Relationship Goal series with Mike Todd, the original one, when he was talking about how as, as a single, we're created as a singles, and God is really wanting us to have this relationship God's relationship formula that was originally designed and created is back to Adam and Eve, um, back to really just Adam, where you this formula is you love God plus love yourself equals love others. And so I started thinking, I was like, wow, you know, it was while this is why in Matthew, you know, Jesus was saying as equally important it is, is to love your neighbor as yourself. But the thing is, we want to hurry up and love our neighbor and neglect ourselves. And we're not truly loving ourselves. And so um, I was like, yo, like we got to 
we got to start doing relationships better, not just with others, but with ourselves. What does our relationship with ourselves look like? You know, do I genuinely take time and care for my body and my soul and my spirit? Do I genuinely love the flaws and love me unconditionally like Christ loves me and loves the church so that I can be able to love someone else and so that I can accept the love of someone else? You know, like I do believe God wants us to be healthy in that way. And so because he knows we can we can love so like we have this desire to love somebody so much. Right. Yet we, you know, we have this self-love deficit lingering around you know so the five ways there are five r's i want you to kind of pay attention to the r's that i'm using but there are five r's that i'm giving you right now and i would say the first r is to recognize i say recognize man because we have to become self-aware become self-aware that there might be a self-love deficit okay and I started doing some research because I'm like, all right, let's look up deficit. Let's look up, you know, self-love. Like, so then I look up self-love deficit and I'm like, oh, there's actually a disorder, self-love deficit disorder. Now, child, look, I am not going to sit here like I am somebody psychiatrist, a psychiatrist. OK, I'm not I have not taken psychology. I don't know none of that. OK, um, so I'm not diagnosing you with this self-love deficit disorder, but Look it up. It is a real disorder. But I am going to share some characteristics of it. And it was funny because when I was researching, I started looking at the characteristics. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, like I I, I see how I fall in some of these characteristics. And I see that I do genuinely have a self-love deficit. Um, and, you know, if you are in therapy and you want to ask your, you know, counselor um, or therapist about it or psychiatrist about it, I, I encourage you so that you can start, you know, doing the first step, recognizing, being self-aware that, hmm, there's something there that we need to start healing. We need to start looking at. We need to start processing some things, you know, so. The first set, um, the first characteristic, um, and I'm just going to give like four. It says feeling hurt when your efforts are not recognized. Okay, and uh, the second one is going above and beyond with everything. The third one, needing approval from others, and then the fourth characteristic, doing anything to hold on to a relationship. So these are just a few. So if you've heard any of these. The feeling hurt when your efforts are not recognized. For me, when I looked at that one, I was like, okay, you know, I don't much, I don't really struggle with that, but I see why that is a part of the self love deficit. Um, because going back to where if you were younger or even now where you really struggled with, um, getting recognition and feeling like, you know, somebody um, feeling appreciative, appreciated uh, based off of what you've done because you're connecting your works with your worth. Ah, my God. Do not connect your worth with your works. And so it's like, oh, like if you're always like looking like, oh, man, I did this and this, you know, and, you know, I'm not being recognized. I put all this effort in. Nobody is, you know, so I must not be, you know, doing as much. I must not be as, you know, um, you know, valued, you know, or, um, 
you know, valued in a sense of because no one is paying attention to all the things that I've done, like my I, my value is less than, right? Um, that's the self-love deficit, you know, uh, going above and beyond with everything. Now, child, that was kind of me because I can sense the perfectionism. That is the perfectionism in me where I don't really go above and beyond, but I'm always trying to do a lot of things right. I was struggled with um, trying to, feel like, okay, somebody's asked this of me. I need to, I put this pressure on myself that I have to perform and I have to do this, this, and this, and I can't mess up. And if I do mess up, oh, I'm beating myself up because I didn't bring my best or do my best, you know? Um, And uh, again, that goes back to some, a lot of this, man, a lot of this stuff goes back to our childhood. That's why I say you'll get in therapy, start talking about this thing because you will realize that it's not even your fault. It's just generational like you know it's your childhood and some things you got to grieve and you got to move past you have to process and you have to now you know be transformed by it but don't you know if you don't know what it is you if you if you don't know what it is and you don't you know confront that thing you'll never be able to conquer it you'll never be able to really truly overcome that thing either because you're not taking the time to recognize right so that's why I said you know the recognize needing approval from others yo this one right here the people pleaser yo like the people pleaser in me god that is a self-love deficit when you are a people pleaser period because um you you're not placed here to please man and please God and it was crazy because I think it's in Galatians I want to say if I'm wrong I don't know but I know um I read about it and it was like Paul was saying you know am I here to please he was he's and I'm paraphrasing right he was saying like am I here to please man or I'm here to please God for I cannot do both or I will not be a servant um I can't do well because I will not be a servant of a God. And so he's like, yo, like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not doing both. Like I'm serving God and only God, because at this point I am, I can't make everybody happy and I can't do everything right. And if I'm putting all this energy and all these resources and time and emotions and pressure on myself, I am not going to be, I'm not presenting my best self to, um, to God. And so he's like, yo, like all of that is meaningless. Like I'm not here to please everybody in their moment. I can't go out for their approval. And when I'm confident and I've developed this confidence where I am truly doing what God has called me to do, and it may look different from everyone else, but guess what? This is what God called me to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Like you will start realizing, yo, like my worth and my value is not based off a man's approval, you know? And I can't trade who I am truly and my authenticity for the approval of man. Like, that's just not who, that's not what I've called to do. Um, And then it says doing anything to hold on to a relationship. This right here. I mean, yo, this one right here, I know it hits home. It hits home for me. And I know it can probably hit home for some of my other listeners too, because you know, we will tend to hold on to relationships that are constantly withdrawing from us, withdrawing everything, not depositing, not anything good or useful or productive or valuable into us. And yet we're allowing them to withdraw because we feel like, oh, but this person is my source of love because I'm lacking the self-love for myself. And to giving that and believing that I am still love without anyone here. 
um, anyone in, in, for relationships, for friendships. You're holding on to dead relation, um, uh, relationships and best friends that you, oh, I've been best friends with her since I was little or that's made my homie since, you know, you know, day one. And yet, is this is this relationship serving you for the for a greater purpose? You know, um, is it is it serving you to glorify God? You know, um, and and we'll do that in romantic relationships. We'll do that in marriages. Like we're holding on to things that we know that God has truly not called us to be in or to do. Um, and we just got to be cautious of that, you know, and we get stagnant because there is this self-love deficit where I put all my hope and my confidence and everything into this person. And if they are not physically here with me, then I am nothing. And I'm here to tell you that you don't put your worth into something that can be taken away from you. Like we can't do that. And so when you're holding on to this person or this thing or, you know, whatever it is, but really in in the relationships, especially the poor and unhealthy relationships, it's because there is a self love deficit. You lack the love for yourself and what you think you're worth and what you, um, and what you deserve. And so when you don't know who you are, you don't know what you what you want. You don't know what you deserve. You don't know you don't know anything about yourself because you haven't taken the time because you have put all of that in someone else to be that for you. When truly we are to be that for ourselves, right? We are to be that for ourselves. And then when God allows that person to come into our life, that friendship or that significant other to come into our life, it is a bonus. It is a blessing. It's supposed to compliment us. It does not complete us or who we are. Um, it complements what God has already started the foundation work on so that we can go and do greater things things you know together because I think it's you know when two people come together yes we're you know it's powers and numbers right and so we're supposed to do more work for God but that person can't be your everything that person can't be your all um and you can tell that there is a self-love deficit when you are dangerously holding on to something that is unhealthy from you that is not serving you for God's purpose and that is crippling where crippling your relationship with God also. And so, um, you know, that's, you know, my spill on just recognizing like, okay, look, we've recognized, yo, like we may have this self-love deficit and we're trying to really cultivate self-love in a healthy way so that we can give that love to others. So what we need to do now, we need to release, okay? That's my second R, release. You recognize now you release. And I was telling you like, yo, when I would go to like conferences and things like that, there were just certain things that I had to release. Okay. Um, and you can do that in various ways. It looks unique for everyone, but release. I want us to truly release the lies that the enemy has told us years ago, told us last night, told us yesterday, release that thing that is holding you back from what God has called you to do. Release the toxicness, release the trauma, release the insecurities, release the fears, release the perfectionism, release the um, just the doubts that are constantly playing in your mind as if you're not going to be able to overcome this thing or you're, you, you're, you know, you're not truly 
and like you're not truly lovable. You are lovable and you are loved by God. If anyone else, you are loved by God. And that love is the greatest love. It's the agape love that you will never receive from anyone else but him. It is a different type of love. And until you truly believe that you are loved, then you will start to cultivate. And I believe God wants us to be able to have that love to where we're like, yo, I love myself unconditionally, just like God loves me unconditionally. And when you can release that thing, those things that are that have been tying you down for years, I'm talking about years tying you down, holding you back, that have had these strongholds, you know, releasing, like I said, the trauma is real, releasing childhood trauma, release, releasing relationship trauma, like, releasing religion trauma like religion trauma is real too like you're out here and you've gone to church and you only know that you know your religion is just based off religion not relationship like a lot of those are traumatic um, experiences spiritual abuse is real there's so many things that we need to start releasing to God and surrenderance and so what I mean is like so truly surrender your heart and that could be in a, a prayer and God knows he knows our hearts he knows us when we're in a heart of surrender and we're asking God to for us to be real so so we're asking God to help us to release so that we can be transformed and we can be renewed, right? So we're releasing all of that to God. And in that moment, in that season of release, right, we're, that means, yo, like, we're going to have to release some people out of our lives. We're going to have to release some situationships out of our lives. We're going to release some boyfriend and girlfriends that are not serving out of our lives. We need to release the toxic work environment out of our lives. Release, you know, you know the, you know, uh, things that have just been holding us back, the activities that, that have been strongholds, right? Like those are some tough moments where we're releasing, um, you know, things that we were always holding on to because that made us feel love. So just like people with sex, like um, some people would like would have sex a lot because that they felt like, oh, that source of that type of intimacy intimacy um, is love. Like that makes me feel love when somebody, when I have sex with someone. Um, and I used to have that false narrative too. Right. And, um, and I realized that, yo, but th- that love, like, it's like, uh, you shouldn't be feeling like that after you have sex too, especially if you're having sex outside of marriage. And then it's like, I feel like crap. You know, I feel shame. I feel guilt. You know, I do not feel love right now. I feel empty. You know, that is not what is intended. You know, so a lot of the activities that we've done when we're drinking and then if we're smoking and we make it a habit and we're like, well, this makes me feel better or I feel loved when I do this. It's like, you know, we can tell that you we are needing to release some of these things so that we can open up and make room for God's love to come in and to have his way in our lives. And so we release that thing. And in the moment, in the season of release, then then comes rediscover. We are now in the se- season of rediscovery. And um, I remember like this time last year, I was in the season of rediscovery. I was rediscovering my uh, myself and my relationship with God. And at that moment, you know, I talked about it before. Like I had to go on a fast. I had to cut out the alcohol. I cut off the relationships as far as just like entertaining guys. And I stopped dating. And I did a fast where I needed to 
take time to rediscover Jess and what is she like? You know, who is she becoming? What does she deserve? Like reestablishing my relationship with God. That's what I'm talking about. Reestablishing the relationship with God in your season of rediscover because now it's time to rediscover yourself as an individual, as a woman of God, as a man of God, as an individual. And then also now, you know, rediscovering that relationship. You know, and getting back to just the intimacy with you and God. And I know that there that means you have to eliminate some distractions and things that are around you so that you can do that work. Um, in that season, you once you are eliminating that, you start learning your likes, your dislikes. You start establishing healthy boundaries. Like for those who have never had boundaries, like your girl, like child, I had no boundaries back then, like. Not at all. Like, what was boundaries? I mean, I, I thought boundaries was a curse word, the B word. Like, I did not like that word. <laughs> like, what? And now I'm loving. You'll hear me all the time preach boundaries because I know how it can transform and um, really just renew your mind when you can establish healthy boundaries with yourself so that you can start um, entertaining things that are going to allow you to cultivate um, self-care and self-love you know and so in that moment of rediscovery like I said you're doing that self-care you're you know discovering okay what are some things that you know I truly en enjoy do doing on my own and it doesn't I, it's, I'm not getting it from anyone else nobody has to do anything for me I don't have to do anything for anyone else you know this is something genuinely that I just like to do different hobbies different um you know um you know, just different things that will keep you uh, in a in a healthy and healthy space, right? Um, so, because what you want to do is that you don't want to you want to establish you want to take that moment to establish those um, boundaries and learning what you like and what you dislike and what you think you're worth, what you know you deserve, and things like that. So, when people come at you, they're just not coming coming at you any type of way. Right. And you're putting up healthy boundaries. Right. And uh, barriers to where or parameters, I would say. Right. To help protect you and guard your heart so that you're not putting that responsibility on someone else to like be your everything and to take care of you or because you're always doing you're feeling like you know in order for me to do something or to do something for someone that's when I feel love it's like I mean it's good to serve others right and it's good to genuinely give um you know to to be a servant to someone else right uh, but you got to be careful not falling in the, in the trap of overextending yourself and doing everything because that's only when you feel loved because there's going to be a moment where you are putting too much, you're giving somebody too much ownership and too much power for them to make you feel loved when you are, you should know that you're already loved by Christ and that you as the individual have the um, responsibility and you need to take ownership of your 
your love and how you view yourself and how you value yourself. Because let me tell you, people switch up, baby. They switch up. You don't know. You may be loving somebody next day and then they turn into a whole nother person. And guess what? You didn't put your hope and your your confidence and everything into that person. And now that there's somebody else and now you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm nothing, you know. And so just taking that moment to rediscover who you are so that when the time comes and you're back, you know, you're in this journey of, hey, this is what I am now going forward going to do because this is giving me this is what's healthy for me. And I'm unapologetic about it. Because I know that this is going to allow me to become the best version of myself so that I can, you know, bring honor and glory to God and be able to serve his people the way he intended us to do. Right. So you want to rediscover. And then in your rediscovery, you got it. Then you're going to start redefining who you are. So it's redefined. Um, and I I am just an, I love the redefine part because the redefine is really tricky. But I want you guys to know and I want you guys to really take this in that you must learn that your past does not define you, but it redefines you. And I I've I've, you know, been saying this a while, like I go and I speak when I'm speaking, I'm like, my past does not define me. It redefines me. I know that I have struggled. I know that I have this, um, you know, sh- raggedy past you know and I'm not afraid to talk about it like yes I was the girl that was in the club turning up I was the ratchet loud friend 10 years ago I was not the same chick you know I was definitely um the the girl that (laughs) you would just you would and some it's crazy because so many people like oh my gosh I can't imagine like I don't even see you doing that stuff like yes I was fighting I was out here in these streets, I was like just being raggedy, okay? And of course, it was not because I wasn't recognizing that I even had a self-love love deficit. I didn't know I had all this trauma. I didn't know why I was acting out and all these things. I didn't have my true relationship with God either at the time. But guess what? God allowed all of those things. And guess what? He allowed grace and his mercy to transform me. And it came to a moment where I allowed myself to be redefined by my past, meaning I said, I'm no longer going to take advantage of God's grace and I'm going to allow God's grace to just to transform me. And I remember back in 2015 where I made that commitment. I had graduated and I was still on that same like, all right, I'm entertaining this dude. I'm still going here. And, you know, you know, I knew how insecure I was feeling about myself as an individual, as a woman. And, you know, I had this insecurity about, you know, this deeply rooted, you know, problem about sex outside of marriage. And yet I was still, you know, doing it. And I was like, yo, what is this about, God? Like, I feel empty. I feel broken. And I remember just having that that talk with him. And um, I decided to, you know, I'm going to redefine myself. I am a woman of God. I believe that I have been forgiven and I'm, you know, going to be on this journey where, you know what? All right. I'm not I'm cutting that out. And, you know, I was I was making some major adjustments in my life. I wasn't going to the club like that, like that anymore. I wasn't getting drunk like your girl was still drunk, but I wasn't getting drunk like because I used to get 
drunk as a skunk okay and I told myself like there were certain things that I was just like, trying to low-key like cut myself and wing myself off of because I knew I didn't want that lifestyle but it's hard because you got you know especially if you've been doing some activities and you have some strongholds that have been years that thing just doesn't break off and I want somebody not to just take the pressure off you know yes you the desire for you to stop right now and you can you can in the name of Jesus right but you got to be serious about that thing and if you know you're not serious about that thing you know don't put the you know don't be so hard on yourself but know that you know there's gonna come a point where you're getting sick and tired of getting sick and tired and for me it was like it just wasn't serving me anymore so there was just certain things that I had to like cut off and I remember that moment when I said I'm going to be redefined like I'm not going to allow anybody now try to hold me back based off of my past too because here's the thing what the enemy wants to do he wants us to be like uh well you used to be this girl used to be ratchet how dare you try to now you know be transformed to a righteous woman and try to you know do a ministry you know like you know people back in high school I know that they are still like uh well I don't know if I can really bump what she talking about because I know how she was you know I was a bully I was I was horrible in high school like straight trash like yeah um but you know and it's like okay you know, people are probably saying these things and have their opinions now, but it goes back to, you know, where, you know, I, I'm not seeking the approval of man, you know, at the end of the day. And I have gotten to the point where I am confident in who God has called me to be. Therefore, I don't have to question what man has said about me or what they will say about me. And I want, I, and I'm telling you, you got it. I want you guys to really, you know, take that in is where we get to a point where we get confident in who God calls us to be so that we are not, so we don't have to question. We don't have to question. We don't have to question what man has said about ourselves or what they will say because they are going to still say something just because you've been redefined doesn't mean people are not still going to define you based off of your past therefore I have to have the confidence I have to have the confidence that I yes I know I was that girl I know I used to do those things but guess what you can say what you want to say then and say what you say now. At the end of the day, I serve the Lord and so the Lord doesn't see me as that girl the Lord sees me as Jessica, the daughter of the king today, a healthy, transformed woman of God that is on the journey to become, to continue to become who he's called me to be. And so I'm making the decisions that I'm making now and the things that I'm doing now, that is what, that's what God is looking at. And he's not looking at what I did last year, what I did 10 years ago, what I did last week, what I did two weeks ago, last night. He's looking at now. And I feel like if we have a clean a heart, a pure heart, and, um, and we come to God and we have breath in our lungs, we need to take advantage of that. And we need to ask God, Lord, created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me and allow me to do what you call me to do yes I know I did this I struggle with this but guess what I'm trying to love the just and love the person and love you know me as who I who I am today and so when you can get to that point where you can start just not 
just blocking out the noise, what the enemy is saying, what everybody else is trying to say, and don't allow it. Don't allow it to paralyze you, um, paralyze you for what you have been, you know, called to do or pursue, because it is, it is, it will keep you stagnant. It will keep you fear and the the lies of the enemy, the insecurities, and all that. Your past will keep you just staying in the same place where you have written out your goals, you've written out your dreams and you have prayed about it and God is telling you to do the impossible and yet you're still scared because you're like, well, I don't know what they're going to say because, you know, well, I had a child out of wedlock or, well, you know, I've been divorced or, well, like I, you know, uh, I used to drink or I uh, used to um, fornicate and things like that, like where it's just like that doesn't matter, like. God is not calling us to be perfect. He's calling us to really um, to continue to, you know, grow and learn and be willing. Like if you're willing, he is he's ready to use you. He is ready to use you if you're willing. Um, So know that, you know, your value is um, is complete and confirmed and affirmed by God's love and it is not connected to anything that you have done and what you are going to do it's who you are today so I really I ask you just to release that mindset of oh what I did is who I am no what you did is not who you are okay separate the two is what you did who you are today you are a forgiven forgiven child of the king and you need to go and pursue that thing and walk in that thing and do it and love who you are today Yes, whoever you used to be and did, yes, you made horrible decisions. And I'm telling you, I'm preaching this because I'm speaking on it because that's that's me. I tell myself that all the time. And it's a daily thing that I have to do. And that's why I'm going into the last one. And we're talking about reaffirm. That's the last R is reaffirm. Because this is where we have to be intentional of reaffirming who we are in Christ. And so there's, you know, practical ways that you can do that. Um, when I, and I'm telling you intentional, because let me tell you, the enemy is strategic and he is working and he's trying to still kill and destroy. And he is just trying to work nonstop. Right. And so there's so many things and doubts and fears that come into your mind daily. Right. About um, about who you are and what, you know, what you're supposed to do. And so when you reaffirm yourself daily, you know, it may look like where you, you know, write some, um, you know, sticky notes, right? And, you know, writing sticky notes, powerful, um, a, a mantra or uh, inspirational quotes or just different words that define who you are. You know, you are loved, you are forgiven, you are chosen, you are, you know, you are beautiful, you are smart, you are confident, like certain things that you need to, um, you know, see physically so you can view that and internalize that. So I put sticky notes on my um, mirrors and my walls. I do different scriptures um, of God's promises of who I am in him and what he's who he has said um, I am. So 
uh, different uh, sticky notes that you can do. Shout out to Nia Darvell with the Sticky Note Faith. Um, I mean, it's been an amazing practice where we uh, challenges um, that we've been doing where we read a scripture, um, a whole chapter a day, sorry, a chapter a day, and we write out that verse and we put on our sticky notes and the faith wall. I mean, just reminding who you are in Christ so that when you have those moments of doubts, when you have when the lies try to creep in your head, you can look yourself in the mirror and define and redefine who you are and reaffirm who you are. Right. Um, you can either like put some reminders on your phone. Um, you can set an alarm clock saying, you know, say something nice about yourself. Uh, and you can do that daily. So where it's forcing you to speak life over yourself. Do not, a lot of people like words of affirmation, right? That can be a love language, which is cool. Not mine's per se, but I get it. It's, it's That's your thing. Guess what? I want you to be your own. I want you to do that to yourself. Allow that to be your love language for yourself though. And don't put that on anybody else to just be the love, you know, to give you every, to give you the words of affirmation Start giving the words of affirmation for yourself, right? And if you can, you know, cultivate that and do that daily, this is what's going to help us really start just looking ourselves in the mirror and knowing like, yeah, you know what? I'm flawed. You know, I have a past, you know, I I struggle with this, but guess what? God loves me and I love myself just as much as God loves me. And I know that when God knows our hearts and when we're ready to receive also that bonus love that he has for us, right? Because it's all a bonus um, when it comes to just the relationship, the marriage, the kids. You know, everyone's like, oh, I want a kid to love on and all that stuff. I be having my days. I be having baby fever. And I'm just like, I just want a kid. But then I be like, you make it seem like it's a pet. Like, I just want a kid to love on, to hug you know, not to actually raise. I don't ever say the raise part. That's how I know I ain't ready to have no kids. Now check your spirit now. So let me tell you, like God allows um allows that stuff in our life um to happen, which is great and it's a blessing, you know. But it it shouldn't be just like that. Um, it shouldn't complete us, right? It, it should complement the the purpose and the vision. And whatever God has, you know, brewing in our lives right now for us to produce and to grow and to move forward. And it's supposed to bring us closer to him and to glorify him. And so when he can trust us in our singleness and in our individuality and even as married, um, if you're married too, and he can trust that, you know, you um, you're not putting every this your hope and your confidence in someone else. You're hoping your confidence in the Lord. And that's one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah. I think it's 17 um, where it says, blessed are those who uh, put their hope and confidence in the Lord. I, I say that verse a lot because I know where if I'm just placing that in God alone, that no one else is responsible for my happiness. No one else is responsible, you know, for me to feel worthy or feel loved it's God owns that and I'm giving that to God and I'm allowing him to take that because I know I can trust him with it and that he's going to love me completely and wholly for who I am and that when I can start putting and giving that same energy back to myself that then I will be able to love someone else with that same energy and then be able to receive it from someone else right 
And I believe that is his desire and that's his intentions for us. So, you know, I pray that you guys have really received something um, from this episode. Uh, just talking about us releasing, you know, the things that, you know, first of all, first recognizing some of the things that we are struggling with. Right. And we recognize that thing and we take time to um, then release, you know, go to therapy to release child. Um, if you need, um, if you're in the Atlanta area or even in um, wherever you are, because she does virtual um, uh, sessions. My therapist is a spiritual based um, counselor and she is amazing. And I know for me, that was a real big part of my release. After I recognized, she allowed me to actually, she helped me recognize a lot. So therapy helps you recognize and release. Okay. And that's the, that's the main thing that we need to be doing. You know, and then um, we're rediscovering who we are. We're taking the time. We have to be intentional of getting um, releasing distractions so that we can recognize, you know, who we are. Right. And know, um, know who we are. And then we redefine. We're redefining ourselves. We're walking in as a new person, a renewed creature, right? A new creature. That's who we are. And then um, we also reaffirm. And I just want someone to feel encouraged that, yes, you may be struggling with some self-love, but I'm telling you that it is a journey. And to be patient with yourself, um, be patient with yourself, be able to walk into whatever you know, you've been struggling with and you need to release and you need to recognize and release that thing and know that it's okay to be selfish for a moment, to love you, okay? To love you so that you can be healthy enough to love others and to receive that love from others. We're trying our best to, you know, break generational curses we're trying to you know be the change and um i believe that it's going to take some real self-work with god okay with god you can get all the books listen to all go to all the seminars listen to all the podcasts but if you're not doing that self-work with god it's definitely in vain because it's not going to sustain at all so do the self-work with god Love you for who you are today and know that you are still becoming and be okay with being in the becoming. All right. So that's my spill for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, please share the podcast. Um, if this spoke to you and you feel like this will speak to someone else. And I also ask you to write a review on um, the Apple app uh leave reviews let me know how am i doing um i get a lot of dms and messages and i love that thank you so much um god is really moving and so i ask you to you know leave a review share it and bless someone else with this um this encouraging podcast all right see you guys later <laughs>